Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hi, this is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, coming to you with an awesome interview. I think these might be my favorite. I love having people on the show that have real stories and real results and real journeys. And I hear from you guys all the time how helpful it is to really just hear actual, actual people. <laughs> so I have such a delightful guest on today. She's just such a fun person. I adore her. I have loved coaching her. You know, she is just uh, graduated from one of my programs and we've actually, you know, worked together, you know, quite a bit. And she has an amazing story and I'm really excited for you to hear from her and to learn from her and to share with her and she's so great so you guys and she's cool with first name just so you know like this is all the stuff she agreed to I'm not putting her on the spot with anything and I really appreciate appreciate her being willing to share so Brooke welcome to the show yay all right so so excited to get to know you why don't you just start out like just start at the beginning like tell us sort of your story you know how you kind of came to develop an eating disorder um sort of what that was what that was like for you how it was impacting you how you saw it sort of evolve in your life so you just start out with just sharing like how this all started sure so I was in gymnastics for a long time growing up and there was always a lot of pressure on having the perfect body and, and wanting to be really thin. And I think, um, I just always wanted to have just look really good. And so I, I started dieting. It, it wasn't until I think, uh, my senior year of high school and into my college years that I, I just started restricting and I just wanted to look really good. And so I just, I cut out sugar. I decided I was going to wake up and have a spinach strawberry smoothie and that's it for like the whole day until dinner. And then I'd have like a little piece of salmon and like, that's it. And, um, it got progressively, it got progressively worse. Um, and I was also, I was playing division two sports. I was playing lacrosse. And so we had three a days of conditioning and practicing. And I just was not eating anywhere near what I was supposed to be. And so um, I thought it was all fine and good until I think there were a couple times where I just came home and I just started like pulling anything, like any random things. It would be like soup cans, just chugging soup and like, um, anything, any of my roommates food that was around, I just, it was, I just felt like a crazy monster and I had no idea what was happening. Um, and then of course, after that, I'd be like, that was weird. I really need to restrict now. I remember spending hours online just searching how I can, 
um, like if I can use laxatives or if there are other sorts of pills that I can take to make me throw up. Um, I never really did throw up. I, it was more just crazy exercise, but basically that's, that's how it started. And, and all the thoughts about food and constantly like you can have this and you can't have that. And oh my God, you just ate that. And it just was a nightmare. It's just awful. <laughs> yeah. So for you, Brooke, like, did you label it as I have an eating disorder or did you feel alone in this? Like it was just a weird thing happening with you and you just felt confused. Like what was your thought about what was happening back then? It was just a really confusing time. I just, um, at first, no, I didn't label myself as having an eating disorder. I just thought that it was normal to restrict for a week and then just eat crazy amounts of food. And then it wasn't until I really overdid it that I just was like, you know, I, I might actually have an eating disorder. And then, of course, it becomes like, I can't share any of this with anyone. And you do feel so alone. Um, in fact, I remember this might be a tangent, but the first time I told someone, it was like so much lifted. It, it, it helped. If anyone is out there and hasn't told anyone, like just telling someone, a neighbor, a friend, a relative, it just all of a sudden made it real. And it also was like, I can, I can get out of this. It, it's not like this crazy thing in your head that you think um, you have this huge problem and that no one else will understand and no one else um, is going through it also. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really, really lovely advice. That's awesome. So you were able to tell somebody and, you know, kind of took all the secrecy away from it, at least in a small part, which I know that, you know, that can be a huge relief. Um, and then for you, like you said, you had this idea of, okay, so, you know, we can do something about this, right? It's like, now you told somebody, maybe I can get better. What are some of those things that you started trying to stop this behavior for you? I tried so many things to stop. I, I think the first thing, actually, I don't even know what the first thing was. I, I tried like maybe my diet is weird. So I'll try some nutrition. Um, I read so many books, just random things off the internet. I've spent so much on just like books and random people with eating disorders or, or intuitive eating. And I, um, I went to hypnosis originally for weight loss, but really it turned into being emotional issues and whatever. So I went to a hypnosis, hypnosis, and I had talk therapy. I had, um, I went on a 10 day silent meditation and that was awesome, but I thought it was going to cure everything. And so there was that. And, um, I tried tonics and, um, it just got to be so hopeless because every time you're like, yes, this is really going to work like this. I, you know, my counselor says, um, once I work out and get rid of some of this anxiety or some of this depression, or once I stop feeling so stressed, then all of this will kind of go away. And, and you really try, you know, you really dedicate. And that's what becomes even more a part of the issue is because you have good intentions and you, you really say like, yes, I'm going to take like five of these pills in the morning and I'm going to take three drops of this and it's all natural and I'm going to meditate. And, and, and then for some reason you're still walking to the kitchen, grabbing food. And it's like, 
so devastating because it's like, I just read this whole book and it really made a lot of sense. And, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing as much as I can, but for some reason, like I just walk and just start eating ice cream. You know, it just doesn't, didn't change the actual behavior, the actual habits. Yeah. And I, oh, I totally remember that feeling of just thinking like, if this is based on effort, I don't think I can try any harder. Like, yeah, like as hard as I could, you know, what back in my bulimic days myself. So it's like, it's so crazy, like to try so much. And did any of that ever end your binge eating? No, no. A lot of it helped and it helped me gain perspective and it made me more compassionate with myself. And it, it had positive side effects, of course, but n- no, I would still find myself going to sleep early because I had just eaten a lot or going to sleep early because I'm just so tired. It just takes up so much mental energy, you know, so just, just crying every single day, just at eight o'clock, I just ate a bunch and I don't want to eat anymore. So I'm just like, I'll just go to sleep and then I'll like wake up. Hopefully tomorrow will be better, you know? So just looking back, I spent so many days just like turn the lights off and curl up and get under the sheets and just like, cry, like pray, I don't know, (laughs) just everything, just trying. Um, And how many years did this go on, Brooke? It was, so it was after I graduated college that it really was bad. Um, And that was four years ago. Um, But it, it led up, it was, it was less, it was, but it was still there. So really bad. It was there really intensely for three and a half years, but I would probably say four or five or six, really. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's hard to put a number on it because it was all unhealthy, but at least like four years of of really a lot of misery. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of life. And especially, you know, going to bed early, literally losing hours of life to just you know, shut down, end of the day, just so you don't binge eat anymore, you know, like, yeah. that is not easy. That is not easy at all. Um, and with all of these things that you were trying and just like consistently trying, how much would you say that you spent on solutions that didn't work like in total? Yeah. So between talk therapy and all these different counseling sessions or modalities, um, trips to Texas to go sit in a (laughs) room for 10 days. Um, It's been at least $35,000. And that might be on the conservative side. Really, it's been a lot. (laughs) Just so many books. Um, The opportunity cost me, I could have been like working a productive human and I just have just been so stuck you know so it's been it's been it's a lot (laughs) investment monetarily it's been crazy yeah so monetarily right and then you were talking about opportunity costs like for you what were some of the biggest like just points of like pain or damage or like how was this impacting your life most when you were in it yeah (laughs) and Before I get into it, I honestly think that the emotional just damage, just the torture and trauma is 
way worse than the 35,000 or whatever money was spent. Um, but man, I, I've missed out on hanging out with friends, uh, going swimming, <laughs> going to the beach. Um, I've missed out on I, entire vacations have been ruined because you're at the vacation. You can't even enjoy it because you're just thinking about food the entire time. Um, being at school or at work and and just feeling terrible because you can't focus because you're thinking about other things. I just, it's, it's just torture, you know, it's just, I think I've missed huge things in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm, I'm thinking of all, all the vacations that I ruined and all the like, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, just, just monetarily what I spent on vacations that I couldn't and didn't, yeah. like adding that in, it just like, oh my goodness, it just keeps on piling on and piling on. Mentally, what was this like for you? Just like percentage wise, how much would you say that just mentally it was taking up what I call like the food brain, right? Like you're either scared about binging, you're feeling shame about binging, you're trying not to, you're excited that you're going to, that you finally decided you are going to, just like all of the back and forth, just like food brain stuff. Like what percentage would you say it was taking up in your life and like how, what was that doing to your life? It was at least 90%. I mean, if I wasn't thinking about, if I wasn't like excited and planning what I was going to eat, it was planning how I was going to restrict, planning, you know, trying to avoid it and push away. I actually spent a lot, once I decided that I wanted to change, I, I spent so much time just like, this is the problem. Like I found, I found what's really wrong with me. And like, I, now I know, now I understand, like, these are the real issues. Just so much time analyzing, like, how am I going to get better? Like if I meditate 20 minutes every single day, then that's, that's what's going to help me. Or after I finish this book, like that's, and, and almost after every single time you come up with a different response, you know, you come up with, your mind comes up with like, um, I think at one point it was like, okay, well, I, it's just when I don't get eight hours of sleep. So like that, that will solve it if I get eight hours of sleep and like, it's not, <laughs> you know, you can't ever find, or it's just like, I'm depressed or when I'm around this type of food or just trying to figure out exactly what's wrong with me. Like, do I have issues from my past or am I not doing like when I watch a Lydia video or when I read a book, am I not doing it right? Or where did I go wrong? Or, um, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I have one thing to add. Uh, this is kind of going on. This is your time. Like I want to hear yeah. all of it. <laughs> right at the beginning, I would, I would watch your videos and I thought they were awesome. And I knew, like, I knew there was truth to them and, um, they, they would help, but I just, I'd like watch one one time and I'd, go a week and then I'd, I'd like binge and then say like, well, this isn't working or, or I'm not applying it right. Or, I mean, it wasn't until I got into the program where there was consistency and I had your constant feedback and I had, I was able to like message you and say like, ah, I'm freaking out. And then you would kind of help adjust. It wasn't until I had that constant feedback and support from everyone 
and that someone is it being accountable. Someone is like checking up on you. It wasn't until then, you know, beforehand watching the videos was helpful, but it wasn't until I actually was in the program where I really saw huge changes. Yeah. And let's talk about that. That is so, so, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you decided to like, okay, like, let's do this. Let's do this for real. Right. Like you, it sounds like you saw the truth of the principles, right? But okay, you really wanted to make it work for you. So you, you joined the program. That's so fun. It was, it's been so fun to get to partner with you. And this has just really been a handful of weeks, you know, that yeah. I've seen such an amazing transformation. And, you know, it's not an uncommon thing, but it's a really cool thing because a lot of times for women, it's the first time that they're like really seeing things happen, right? So what are things like for you now in, you know, just, just a short amount of time what are some of your like wins? Like what are the things you can do now? How do you really feel now as compared to where you were at before? Like how often were you binging before? Oh man. A couple times a week, but it varied. When, <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I had signed up for your program and it did, I had five days until it started and I binged like crazy, like leading up to that. I, it was nuts. Like every single day, like stomach hurting. Um, but so yeah, to answer your question, I, beforehand it was at least a couple times a week, but it's just like you said, 90% constantly thinking about stuff. Um, but in the short amount of time, uh, I feel like a completely different person. You know, I, I feel like I'm able to see things completely differently. I think I've had so many successes. I, I feel so much freedom. Um, you know, it's funny because last night I was going to sleep and the thing that was on my mind is I've been struggling with this project at work and I just was like, just so thinking about that. And then I had to take a step back and be like, wow, like for once, like I'm not even stressing about food. I'm not even thinking about like what book I need to read next or what, I was just like, yes, I'm worrying about work. <laughs> you know, like it, it felt good to worry about something else, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And those realizations of like, oh, this is how normal people feel. They get consumed with work stuff and they don't have to like have the consuming thoughts of all this other stuff on top of other <laughs> consuming thoughts. Like what would that work project and that work stress would have been like for you if you were still 90% mentally in binge land? Yeah, it, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. So, but, okay, give us the specifics. Like, with okay. your wins, like, what are the things that you are most proud of in the way that you feel or what you can do now or what you don't do now? Yeah, it's crazy. I know it sounds, it sounds, I, I'm just more happy. I, like, I've been singing in the car, going to work, and, like, I haven't been doing that stuff. I've just been so sad and, and, and kind of hopeless and feeling stuck. But recently it's just, I've had so much mental clarity and mental openness and space to just think about other things and not have to deal with these constant urges all the time. Um, but as far as the specifics go, um, going out to restaurants, not fearing going to restaurants, when someone asks, hey, should we go out and eat? It's just like, yeah, of course, let's do it. Um, not looking at the menu, just going and like, when your friend gets a hamburger and you take three fries, or I took three fries 
and I was perfectly content and normally and honestly I had a salad which doesn't happen all the time I I'm allowing myself to have whatever but I, I happened to have a salad and had three of the fries and I felt really excited and beforehand I would I would have just been so mad like I have to eat the salad they get a hamburger and fries and this sucks and then like I can't eat more of their fries like freaking out like uh, okay I don't want to look crazy if I have like more so I'm just gonna go home and like stop at the gas station or stop at the um, fast food place but that's this is probably too much detail um so going to a restaurant um, being able to take leftovers home um, having noticing that there's food laying around the house that have been around forever um, um, gosh there's a there's so many <laughs> I can keep thinking of some or do you have something else you want to Oh, no, this is all so good. I love it. Like just being able to enjoy, like, I remember when you told me that you just like went out to breakfast and just like had, did you have waffles? Was that what it was? Like It was French toast. Oh, French toast. Yeah. Like, and you just realize like, wow. Okay. So let's, let's just look at this. How would mm. your day have been in the past if you had gone out to breakfast and had French toast? First of all, would you have even done that? No, no, it would have been terrible. It would have been panicking. Like, and it would have been like, that has too much flour. It's just white flour and sugar. And like, now you're going to just be bingy the rest of the day. Or like, you're only allowed to have one. It's just be like, you can't have any syrup. But then at the next moment, it'd be like, now you're going to eat like 50 pieces of French toast and a ton of syrup. And it just would have been a nightmare. And I, I did, I went and I had some French toast and I left half of one and I, it just was such a good experience. And I was talking with my friends and it just was a completely a non-issue. I wasn't even thinking about how bad it is for you or, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And what is it, what is it like? I mean, I know that having, you know, 90% of your brain back is awesome, right? But how has this changed things with just your interaction with people, like your relationships and being present with them? Like, how are things different now with just being with people? Yeah, it's so much more enjoyable, especially around food, um, not having to worry. I, I mean, there have been times, like, we... We went up to my uncle's house in the mountains um, and it's just like you're having conversations and all you're thinking about is how you want to go to the car and like eat all of the M&Ms that you saw are in there and like trying to get away, like trying to find excuses to get away from the conversation, to go eat food or find when to binge or, you know, just like not even being present at all. And especially when food is there, like being at the table and like I ate one too many bites or just now it's so much different because it's just sometimes I just forget that I'm eating or I forget to eat I just put my fork down and you just really listen and really engage and it's much more open and yeah it's <laughs> I don't know is there something I missed no, like beautiful. Like yeah. it is so it's so crazy because this just sounds like normalcy, but I know for all of those listening, 
who have been through this, like, or are still in it, like, you know, right? You know, like, how consuming yeah. it be and how cool it is to just, I have so many women that when we talk about really, what is your vision for freedom? One of the biggest things that comes up is, I just want to feel normal. I just want to literally not have food be a huge deal in my life. Yeah. And it really is like a beautiful thing. So, That's yeah. so funny that you say that because I think when someone asked me what my intention would be around food and, and like, what, how would I want it to look like? I just was completely stumped. Like, I don't, I don't know what normal is. You know, I, I remember like wanting a list of like, if I did these things, that means I was a normal eater. You know, like if I skipped lunch sometimes and if I didn't have to eat the second I woke up or if I wasn't planning my breakfast as I was going to sleep the night before, like that would make me a normal eater. <laughs> like just here's the bullet points. <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I mean, do you, how do you feel now around food? Like how have things changed? Like, do you still desire a bullet point list or like, <laughs> how are you feeling now? <laughs> right now, I, I honestly don't think about it too much. There, there still is some chatter sometimes about, about eating sugar, but I, I haven't overeaten. I haven't binged. I don't really think about it. It's more like someone asked me like, Hey, what did you have for lunch? And I just was like, um, I, I had no idea, you know, and that stuff wouldn't happen. Like I would have it planned out to the T, you know? Oh, yeah. You could say what you had for lunch, you know, 12 <laughs> weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know you specifically, yeah. I guess I meant I would be able to, yeah. But like you just, yeah. you have such a memory for food and for it to not be a big deal. It's just so fun. So having your brain back, how having your freedom back, like what, what is freedom for you? Like at, like at this stage, like how are you experiencing freedom? So right now I am just so grateful because this program has just completely changed everything. Um, right now, how I'm experiencing it, experiencing it is waking up, um, not even thinking about food until it's like, Oh shoot. Like I'm out the door. I got to grab something, <laughs> you know, instead of planning it, like I said, the night before, um, just saying, instead of like, I have to have vegetables for breakfast and I have to have like protein and I have to have this. It's just like, whatever, like, I'm just going to grab something, eat it. It'll be fine. If it's too much. That's fine. If it's not enough, like whatever, I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know, it's just not a big deal. And then going through the day, um, it's like surprise. It's, it's one o'clock or two o'clock and you haven't eaten. And what are you going to have? And I'm just like, uh, well, I guess there's like a yogurt in the fridge. So like, I'll do that, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and to be honest with all the urges gone, kind of subsiding, I, I do find myself craving healthier foods now. Um, and that was something that was huge. It's huge with this program. It's like, do not restrict, like give yourself some flexibility around food. I think that is just a major thing that has changed because it's like, as soon as you're allowed to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, it's a scary thing. But when you're allowed to do that, all of a sudden it like takes a big relief off. It's like, okay, well, I don't need to eat 10 cookies right now because I can 
I just don't need to. I can have one later. And, and once you do, once I did that and we practiced, it was hard. I mean, you remember, it's, it's hard for, it's hard for me. And you'd be like, it's okay. You, you've got to do it. Just trust me. Um, then all of a sudden it's, I find myself eating a lot healthier when, when you don't restrict so much or, or try to avoid certain things, shame yourself for eating things. You just naturally eat healthier. That's been my experience. And like eating healthier without trying, without, I'm eating healthier because of my super structured diet and because I'm eating this way, like to just like organically, naturally eat healthier. Like, isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> like what a foreign concept before. Yeah. But because it's like your snack for today is like six grapes, <laughs> you know, because you're not allowed to have anything else. <laughs> it's like, like maybe I will have some grapes instead of like a brownie at 10 AM because I'm already freaking out. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, naturally like, hmm, I do feel like a salad for lunch, you know, or, or I do feel like some roasted vegetables. Like that sounds really good. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And you are choosing it, right? So it's not like, it, isn't it nice to have like the have to feeling gone and just like, oh, I want a salad. I'm eating a salad because I chose a salad. I can have something else. I can have a roll. I can have a dessert, but like, I just, I'm having a salad because I want it. Not because like, I'm only allowed to have 400 calories for lunch and like this is what you get (laughs) yeah so much different oh so fun I love it um anything else on your mind just about I know that you know a lot of times as we go along you've got other stuff popping up for you I totally know how that goes you know thinking of the journey so anything else that's popping up for you just about what you wanted to share about how it used to be or how it is now yeah I I know there were always these moments of doubt just like everything is going good, everything is going good, and then just like wham, just hopeless, just sitting like it, what if this isn't going to work out. And that's the beauty too of this. I I waited until almost the end of the program and just like nope, Lydia, like I tried, sorry, like this isn't like it's just not going to work out. <laughs> you know, you like reeled me back in. You're like that's just chatter. And then you kind of separate from it and you're like, yeah, okay. The chatter is saying that I will always have this problem. The chatter, a lot of the things that were hard is that you'd have flashbacks to these terrible moments of just like during finals, me going down to the bakery that's on campus and just buying bunch of stuff and, and walking to the top of the stairs where no one is just so I can like cram stuff and just, just like, just all these flashbacks of all these horrible times that have been so sad and chatter just brings that up. Like, remember this time that this happened and just like, so you're hopeless. Like it didn't help. It didn't work then. And it's not working now. And, and it was so helpful to say like, wait a minute, it is. Look how much progress you've made that was just chatter and like, that's okay for it to come up and that's fine and it'll pass. And so it's just huge. And having someone there to walk you through it. Awesome. Am I talking too much? <laughs> Sorry. This is the interview with you. So you should be talking. And I'm so loving everything that you're saying. Yeah. This is all just glorious. And thank you for being willing to just share the real you like 
that is just so important and so valuable. Um, and I, whenever I do an interview, I always get just messages for like years to come of like, oh my gosh, I saw the interview with Brooke. Like that was the thing yeah. so much. So really like this is so important and I value you being willing to share so, so very much. And I, I love that you bring that up about, you know, just knowing what's happening now. Like you might have some chatter saying like, oh no, but it's just chatter, right? Like you can just have predictable results. Like, you know, a lot of times when we try something that helps, like it might help for a minute, but then it's like, we don't quite know why it helped. So we're just like, oh no, yeah. come back. I hope this lasts forever. And there's always this looming specter of like, oh no, but that's why this process is so much about like predictable freedom. Like, oh, okay. I know why I'm free. So like Brooke, if 10 years down the road, you have a little thought in your mind, like, oh, you should binge. Like, do you know what to do if that comes up for you? Yeah, of course. Call it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like the things yeah. that you practiced. Absolutely. So yeah, it's like a repeatable thing. It's not just a band-aid. It's, it's just change, changing. <laughs> so Beautiful. I love it. Love it. And just for you, but like the women who are still, I mean, just in this, right. In that place where like, it's just, it's, it's there and you don't know how you're going to get out of it. Like what, what advice would you give or what would you, what would you say to a woman watching? That's just like, I really don't want to be bulimic anymore. Yeah. It makes, it makes me want to cry because like, that's me, you know, like, I, that's not me. I, like, I feel that, like, I know that just saying that hopeless feeling, I just, I would want to say, like, keep going. It's like, it's going to work out. You're doing an awesome job. Um, just keep practicing and or just like, I know it's hard and, and it sucks, <laughs> but it's, it's not hopeless. And then there is a way out. And just know that like, I, I'm sending good vibes your way. Like I want you to do like, I, there are people there that care that have been through the same things. Um, and I just, I don't want anyone to ever have to be in that situation and you don't have to be, you know, you, you can, you can get out. So. Yeah. I love it. That's so beautiful. Anything else on your mind, Brooke, for, just sharing your experience anything that would make this complete or do you feel like it's complete i <laughs> i could talk about it forever but i just i just really want to say thank you to you lydia because i i do feel completely different and it was it was an investment into your program and i am so glad that i did it and even to the girls that are in the program like it's just so nice to have someone there that cares about you and that's helping you along. And, um, I just, yeah, I, I don't have any great words to end or anything awesome to add. I just know that I care. I, if anyone is out there, I care so much. And I hope that I, I just hope you know that you're doing okay. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, Brooke. It is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> And congratulations on being free. Like this, 
this is what we do, right? Like really my mission at its core is a feminist mission where it's like, we're taking all of these women who are like you, Brooke, just incredibly strong, loving, contributing humans that 90% of your brain is distracted by something else. And it's like, no, like, let's just get you free. Like, let's just do it. Let's just do what we need to do to get you free and then just release you into the wild, right? Like release you into the world with your full capacity and your full potential to just do what you want to do in life. Like we get one life and like the clock is ticking. None of us are getting out of here alive, you know? So it's like, (laughs) let's not spend any more time in this prison and let's be free, right? So that's that's what we're doing. That's why we're here. And I'm so, so proud of you for being part of those of those ranks of, of women just out in the world and free and so excited that we continue to partner together. You know, I know that it's it's by invitation only, so I won't talk very much about mm-hmm. it, but so excited that we get to partner in, you know, our mastermind program because these principles like once they get you free from binge eating, which is awesome, right? But it's like, wow, how do these apply to relationships and work and overeating and body image? And like everything starts with our thoughts. So using these tools with everything that has to do with our thoughts, which is like everything in our life, it is so powerful. Like, I mean, this should be taught early on in life because we like our own brains are where we live our whole life. So yeah, I appreciate you so much sharing. I adore you. You're wonderful. You are such an inspiration. Um, Yay for freedom. Thank you so much for being on, Brooke. Like, thank you for sharing your story. It's been wonderful. Anything else on your mind before we pop off for today? I think that's about it. All right. Well, this is Brooke and Lydia, the lifestyle coach, (laughs) signing off. Thank you guys so much for watching and yay for freedom. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!